Hello, friends. Welcome to episode two. Today, we will be talking about who we are in Christ. Let's dive in. Hey there. How's it going? Welcome to Ships on Fire. As we look at our fleet of ships, one of our most important is our relationship. More importantly, our relationship with Jesus. So like Jess was saying, we're, we're going to be talking about who we are in him. And so I like to think about when I think about who am I in Christ, well, I go all the way back to the beginning. Now, I haven't always felt this way, right? Because I haven't always been connected or always haven't always had a relationship with Jesus. Story begins with God giving us his image. From the beginning, we were made in his image. Then going back to the beginning, we also have allowed the enemy, we've allowed Satan to tell us who we are and also even try to convince us and tell us who God is. I'm so glad you brought that up, Keola. I'm reminded of how I used to live and how I grew up pretty wild, I guess you could say. I grew up just doing a lot of wild living before I found Christ. So there was a lot of shame and guilt that comes along with that. And if you go back to the garden where Adam and Eve, in the beginning when they sin, and God says, where are you? They, they're they hidden, they're, they hide, they hide from God. So they cover themselves up with fig leaves. So I feel like a lot of my life in the past, I've walked around with fig leaves covering up who I really was because I was full of shame and full of guilt. Yeah, Jess, as I hear you talk, um, I think about just how many times I've personally, you know, just made agreements with, with who I thought I was based on circumstances, based on sin, based on my past too, uh, lived uh, wild living. But, uh, but I do know we need, to, we need to break those agreements. So talk to us about how did it start? Of course, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah, so I grew up without any knowledge of God, any knowledge of the Bible or anything like that. So the first step for me was getting into the Word and reading who God was, what his character was. So if I am made in the image of God without knowing who he was and anything about him, how could I represent him well? So starting with just opening up my Bible and that's where I that's where I started. Good. Yeah, no, I you know, we that old saying of if you want to hear God's word, we need to read God's word. Now, I know I'm a little different. I come from a different background where I had religion uh, growing up between you know, the Catholic religion even went to Catholic school in middle school and then the Mormon religion on my mom's side of the family. So I kind of had a little bit more of that religious background, knowing, you know, what a verse was, knowing what chapters were, knowing what the first five books of the Bible and, you know, all those different types of things. So I had that. So for you, how did you get there? So so I thought uh, really in the beginning when this all, when we started 10 years ago, going to church, I I just thought that once a week on Sundays was normal. Hear God's word on Sunday and then go home the rest of the week, just live your life normal. And that's just what I thought you were supposed to do. I didn't know. I didn't have anybody in the beginning come alongside of me and really tell me or show me how to read the Bible. So I remember sitting in groups and people would open up the Bible and I was like, what book are they in? I don't even know that there were books in the Bible. I thought it was just 
Like I had no, no clue what was happening. So it wasn't really until someone came alongside of me and sat with me and showed me how to read the Bible. I asked questions. I could, you know, she gave me just a good place to start and really just understand just how to dive into his word and how to understand it. So when you talk about identity and who you are, you know, what are a couple of the words that maybe you used to use of who you thought you were prior to? And what are the words now because of who God's word says you are? So a couple words that come to my mind is adoption. So when I think of adoption, I think of fixing something that is broken. So that comes from Ephesians 1.5. So I'm adopted into the family of God. I think of the word accepted. So that comes from Romans 15.7. And then also no longer being a slave to sin that comes from Romans 6 6 in Genesis 127 I am made in the image of God in Jeremiah 1 5 I'm set apart so God knew me before I was formed and that to me is mind-boggling it's hard for me to wrap my head around that but he knew me before I was formed so then first Peter 2 9 I was I'm chosen and then in first John 3 1 through 2 he poured his love out on me he loves me so I'm loved now how does all of that differentiate from again your what you who you thought you were so I struggled in school a lot so I I definitely was I'm stupid I'm not smart and I did a lot of shameful things so shame and guilt and speaking has never been been super easy for me so I've always just thought well I don't have anything to say and if I do say something it's not going to come out great like nobody's going to understand what I'm saying so maybe just misunderstood and then also when you go when I go back to school and just struggling with school a lot just being exposed so like if someone calls on me just being exposed and that was just always hard for me and I didn't want anyone to like really if they really know who I was they might not like me yeah it's so tough and I can definitely relate to that so crazy because a lot of times I believe we do we find our identity in in circumstances we find our identity in situations our current situations where we are we also find our identity in sometimes even our, our jobs you know and then I know we've talked about this before Jess but when someone they retire or they're no longer that position anymore it's almost like they, they've lost their identity and they don't even know who who they are I can even think of even parents who all of a sudden their children are 18 years old 19 years old they're out of the house they've kind of lost their identity because their identity was found in in parenting so Kiola, i'm going to ask you a question so recently you made a huge change and you left corporate america you left the fitness industry that you were in for years and not once have you been shaken. Talk to me a little bit about just how you have been totally fine through all this. Yeah, it was a long process of really prayer and pressing in. It's all started last summer when, you know, we started, we had a prayer group that we started and that was my big prayer was, God, where do you want me to be? I had this this unshakable feeling of ministry and what that looked like, but all the while I was still at work, you know, mentoring people. So. Uh, being able to, to to do ministry but at work and for so long I thought well I guess that is my ministry but through constant prayer through constant pressing in it was one of those things that once God gave me the green light once he put it on my heart where it was finally the answer went from no stay to now go it was just this 
feeling of peace. And of course, the Bible tells us, you know, mind controlled by the spirit produces life and peace. It is life and peace. And for so long, all throughout that process, it was just a matter of walking with the spirit moment by moment, day by day. And that was my prayer, uh, really. Every single prayer included, you know, Holy Spirit, walk with me moment by moment, day by day. And yes, I know, I know prior to making that decision of, you know, giving my notice and what is that I did have that feeling of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I didn't know, you know, what my next steps were. So it was one of those things I've done fitness for the last 12 years. Well, if that was taken away from me, that doesn't define who I am. My identity is in Christ. It's not in my job. It's not in the work that I do. So Kiola, what are some words that come to your mind when you think about who you are in Christ? Well, the main three really that whenever I think about it is, I know I am his masterpiece. I know I'm his peaceful harvest and I know I am loved. And then of course, and this one's been imprinted on my heart even from a little child, but I'm a child of God. So the world's kind of gone a little crazy lately, the last, I don't know, three or four weeks now with this whole coronavirus. And it's been just, there's just been so many things unanswered. People are unsure of things. We don't know when this is going to end. And you've seemed to be like not shaken during this at all. How have you to totally be fine during this? So the world's gone crazy. Can you uh, make that an I statement? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yes. Well, first of all, actually, just even going from there, you know, I know for you, this hasn't been as easy for you. I feel like it's kind of been like a wrestling match back and forth. Some, you know, it's just some days it's good, some days it's bad. Glad you said that. So many of you, if, if you know wrestling, you would know the ultimate warrior, right? <laughs> well, Jess is more like the ultimate warrior and I'm more like the ultimate warrior. So no, but just, I mean, <laughs> seriously though, you know, we're in a battle, right? And my first level of offense is in who my heavenly father is. And then also because of my calling as a shepherd of the flock, that's really what's really helped keep me level-headed, right? My wife needs me to be level-headed because if we both were walking around in fear, in worry, then our foundation in our home just would be on shifting sands, right? And then of course the people that God has entrusted me with, you know, they're depending on me to be to be strong. They're they're depending on me for care, they're depending on me for oversight, and then also to be an example to them. And I know I can't do any of it without the guidance and intercession of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, walk with the Holy Spirit moment by moment, day by day, because a mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. We've heard this verse often throughout this time, right? Is 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. It's our son's life verse. And so, you know, it says, for we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Some versions will say sound mind. So it's very important, you know, in my in my heart that I know, like I must have sound mind. I must have the mind of Christ. You know, his thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are not my ways. They're, they're so much higher. But if I can make sure I am of sober mind, and that also, that doesn't just include strongholds like alcohol and, and drugs and things like that. Like sober mind to me is also being in the word, filling my heart, filling my mind with Christ-like things. That way, I there's no distinction. I know exactly who I am. I know exactly who he is and what he's done for me. Also, cast my anxieties on him 
and resist the one who seeks to devour me. Yeah, you've been such an encouragement to me um, just right now while the world has kind of gone crazy. You have such a strong foundation. When the world is spinning out of control, you're, you're not. So it kind of reminds me of the story in Matthew chapter 7 about the, um, the houses that are built on the rock. So there's two houses and one is built on the rock and one is built on sand and the same storm comes but one house stays standing and the other house gets knocked down. So you kind of remind me of just built on God on the rock and he is your foundation. So you're not living fear-based. You know like you know he is in control and he's with you at all all the time so i also it just it's the foundation that we can't see it's who you are and it's your belief in who god is that makes you have that strong foundation all right jess so some might be asking well how do i know or how can i get to know who i am in christ or who god says that i am and i know you've mentioned a lot about reading the bible so i know for you it wasn't easy from the start but you've done some things to to help yourself create that rhythm in in reading God's word so that way you know who you are. So talk to us, what, what are some practical ways somebody could, could just get started? So definitely I would recommend having a plan. It's so important and so helpful to have a plan. The Bible recap has a wonderful Bible reading plan that'll walk you through. You can do, you can start in the New Testament or it'll take you through the Old Testament and the New Testament. It'll take a year to do that if you do the whole Bible. Or just start with the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But the most important part is just starting. Just open your Bible. I definitely recommend having a study Bible or a life application Bible. I'm using the ESV right now, but I did start out reading the NIV Bible. And I think what advice I'd give also is just don't have expectations and just think about the result you will get from renewing your mind with God's word daily. And also don't compare your day one with someone's, you know, year 10. Yeah, it's definitely good advice there. I hear people a lot of the time say, well, I wish my prayer life was like so-and-so's or my prayer life and my time with God could be better, should be better. And I think also, like, it's not really about competition. It's about just being obedient to what God has called you to do in your life. Yeah, definitely prayer. I guess that would be my suggestion is how do I know who God says I am? I'd say ask him. I'd say pray. You know, prayer, again, was such a big piece, and it still is a big piece of my my daily routine. Once it became an intimate relationship to where I was at his feet, you know, I, w- I wasn't just, he's not a distant God sitting on a cloud somewhere. He was right there. It's Jesus, manifest your presence, talk to me. But the main thing is making sure you have a plan. We can look at Jesus. When it came to prayer, Jesus, he, he had a certain time. He had a certain place. And then he had a plan, the Lord's Prayer. So I would even just recommend the Lord's Prayer is a great outline to get started as it relates to prayer. And when I think about prayer too, everybody's prayer life is so different. I know me and Keola have very different prayer lives. It's just so different. And I pray way shorter than you do. You pray a lot longer. And uh, so I think, you know, just not having just expectations and not comparing your prayer life to someone else's prayer life is also really important to remember as well. 
Yeah, definitely. I can really get lost. Like I said, it's I'm at I'm at his feet. I'm just reaching out to if I could just touch his robe, right? So, but really, you know, as we wrap up, all of this is just to say, start with something. Start with one one thing, whether it's just one prayer or one scripture, you know, maybe write out that that one scripture and just imprint that scripture on your heart and pray that over yourself. Because what's great is, you know, God wants to meet with you. You know, wrap your head around that. The God of the universe, the one that spoke and the world is created, wants to spend time in relationship with you. He is with you. He's for you. He will not forsake you. And I think just being very intentional with what you put in your schedule is going to help you guys too. So you can ask the question, will this help me move closer to God? And yes to that. Or will this pull me further away from God? And the answer would be no. So when you're doing your schedule, just put God in time with him as your number one and then schedule the rest of the day. And when the enemy wants to whisper lies and have you make agreements on who he says you are, resist. The enemy has no dominion. And I know personally for me, and I know for you guys as well too, the more that you get to know who God is, the more we're able to see ourselves through the lens of the gospel. And remember, God says you are loved, you are his masterpiece, he delights in you, and you are a child of God. And if there is anybody that is listening to this podcast that needs just someone to come alongside of them and help them with reading the Bible, with prayer, we are here for you. Just send us an email. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, friends. We love you. Take care. Freedom and joy to you.